it's hard to forgive yourself. And even as a parent or even as a friend, you take on so much. You take on so much of someone else's emotion and people tend to project their own emotions onto you and you take that on and you think things are your fault. And so self-forgiveness is so important and so huge and it does take a lot of time to get to that point. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I'm your girl, Nicole Rose, with the podcast all about the mindset of a true queen. I'm a semi-retired DJ turned podcaster obsessed with positivity, psychology, and manifestation. Here to support you on your journey to attracting your dreams. Let's get it. Hello, queens. We are so excited to be back with you here today. We have a really fun episode coming up for you about how to tell all your fears to go fuck off. Like, probably something you've needed to do for a hot minute now. We are talking to Katinya McHenry, who is an award-winning broadcast journalist, author, podcast host, mom of three. She just does it all. She's also a style queen. Gotta give her a shout-out for always looking fly as fuck. Her podcast is called Fuck Fear, and it's all about her experience breaking free from a toxic, narcissistic relationship and taking back her throne. So please welcome Katinya to the show. Hello, Katinya. I love that intro. I have to like snap all over that intro. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Katinya, like a pina colada. (laughs) So I just want to be clear about that. Guys, she was like telling me, I was on her show, Fuck Fear, right? When is that dropping so they can get that episode? In a couple of weeks. Okay. So yeah, around September. Yes. And then we'll link back so you guys can hear both. Both episodes are very different. The last one was about my fear facing reality TV, which by the way, was a total mind fuck. So you might want to listen to that. And this is going to be about everything that Katinya has learned facing her fears and interviewing dozens of people about what their top tips are. So this is going to be cumulative knowledge of a bunch of wise people from around the world. So you don't want to miss this one either. Yes. I was laughing because you you were telling me Katinia is like teenager. And I was like, no, no, girl. I know it might be 7 a.m. somewhere, but it's like a pina, a pina colada. Right. And you know what? I'm very visual. So, like, I see a drink. I see 5 o'clock, 3 o'clock, whatever. Whatever your drink time is with a nice drink in front of you. So, yeah, I can totally relate to that. That that for me made the connection. (laughs) I love that. You're, you just have like a bubbly, fun personality. Uh, I felt like we went way back the first time we ever recorded I together. I felt the same thing about you. Like even before we started recording the episode, just having the conversation, like the pre-conversation, I was like, girl, yep. we got to start recording because if not, we'll talk for another hour just about stuff. So it was so good. That just happened again today. I, I was like, I oh, can't that. keep talking about this because <laughs> I'm telling you my personal drama with my family oh for this weekend God. about my cousins. And right. you're like, I was all you're in like, it. oh, yeah, isn't everybody feeling that way? And I was like, wait, this is way too relatable. Girl, so seriously, what we were talking about, we were just we were kind of just spilling the tea on how it feels like fucking Groundhog's Day because it's been a year and a half. And I'm it still feels nervous like- to travel. I know it really it feels like we've made no progress at all like 
We had the year and a half or whatever, staying at home, doing all the things, wearing gloves, wearing masks, some not wearing masks, getting vaxxed, some not getting vaxxed. And then we travel and then it's like we start all over again. It's crazy. It just it's crazy. I mean, I didn't imagine last year or even six months ago that we would still be here. We're still like being cautionary about where we go, how many people we're with and, uh, you know, all the things you have to you've been thinking we've been all been thinking about hospitalization soaring again. I've been dying to get on a plane. I have two friends in Mykonos right now and two invites at free places to stay. And I am sitting in Florida in a sauna, but I don't know, maybe, you know, sweating is good for the soul. So there is always uh, some silver lining. (laughs) I guess. Well, talking to you today is my silver lining. I'm in Texas. So I think our, our level of, of heat is the same and humidity is the same. (laughs) So you are my silver lining today. (laughs) I love that. You're Uh, such a beautiful soul. You're in Austin, Texas, uh, right? Yes, that's right. Austin. Yes. So have you given any thought to like, does any of the advice that we're going to talk about today or different pieces that you don't want to share is like your top pieces of advice for how to face fear, but how do you feel? I mean, it's like for me, I mean, since, since you're on and it's very relevant, my fear is coming back about COVID again, you know, and people I know are getting it either a second time or for the first time. And, you know, Sarasota, where I am mostly in Florida is low key. It's tiny. We don't go to raves. We don't go to parties with hundreds of people. I mean, maybe we sit inside in a restaurant because it's hot right now, but other than that, it's super low key. And, my fear is starting to come back and I felt like I had really yeah. released my fear around COVID. So yeah. I don't know, is that, is that happening to you too? And yeah. how are you handling it? I mean, I, I relaxed a little bit this summer mm-hmm. and we went on vacation, but part of planning vacation, there was an extra element of where we go, how many people are going to be around, how many people are going right. to be there at this time of year. And so while I I had like a short window of relaxation after I got vaxxed and then my children got vaxxed, I was a little bit more relaxed, but I also have a daughter who has asthma. So all of my, you know, anxiety has come back because I have to really think about protecting her and protecting them, even Mm -hmm. though that she's vaxxed, but they started school this week. And so going back to school and I, I was... She was not going to stay home. There was no way she could stay home another semester. So it was like she had to, for her mental health and mine too, she had to go back to school. And all three of them had to be back in the building. So I'm, you know, I'm a little more anxious, but I, um, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to feel. I'm nervous, but I don't want it to like keep us from doing things that, that we need to do. They need to go to school. So I send them, they have to be double masked. You need a yeah, life. You need a life. Like, like, I, I mean, need to get work done, you know? So you probably want to date. Yes. I'll do things yes. for yourself. Yes. I know, I know you have time to online shop in the pandemic, but right, I'm sure you want a little bit more of a varied, multifaceted yes. life again, just like myself. I want to go back to some kind of routine, you know? So yeah, it, it's been interesting. Is your daughter wearing a mask yes. though? Or what so what is school saying? They're making them wear a mask yes. all day. So if you've noticed in Texas, so our governor has um, banned any kind of mask mask mandate, which I think is also happening in Florida too. But several school districts around the state are defying the governor's mandate and implementing masks. And so our school district okay. has, except for their particular school, they, it's strongly encouraged. So they, a couple of days ago, they said all staff and faculty, as well as the students have to wear a mask. 
Um, and so I like no, no matter what, it wasn't even a question for us. I, you know, I told my kids, you have to wear a mask and you have to be double masked. So everybody's wearing a mask in school. And so far, I mean, everybody's OK. We haven't learned of any cases, but yeah, yeah all across the state of Texas, school districts are defying the governor's order. And then, you know, we're at stage five in Austin. The mayor has implemented mask mandate throughout the city. So it's um it you know it like you said groundhog's day is like recycling back again. But like Austin is like not really in Texas, <laughs> right? And it's kind of like how Florida is not really in the yes. US. Same same type right? of vibe, yes. right? Like we're just Austin is so it different is. from the rest of Texas and Florida is so different because yes. <laughs> I go back and forth between New York and Florida and I'm just like wait shit I gotta like adjust all my behaviors <laughs> to what is appropriate for the constituency locally right, right. yeah that's funny well I'm, I mean it's good I guess in a way for your daughter's health yes. that everybody has to Absolutely. wear a mask and she doesn't have to feel like an outsider being the one with asthma in a right. mask it's normalized and everyone's taking care of each other's right. health so for you that seems like yes. a win for yeah me, for it is yeah yeah I just hope others you know I just hope people take their health and other people's health seriously and realize that people are still dying and people are still dying every day and I you know I don't know I hope things get better I just I hope people do what's necessary to just to be healthy and stay well and take care of each other like you said so yeah <sighs> me too crazy time so I want to shift gears a little bit with you and get into yes. the meat of it. I I know I mentioned this already, but I love your podcast, Fuck Fear. I had the best time with you on it. Yeah. I, I mean, especially anywhere that I get to come on. And I'm like, hello, how the fuck are you? And she's like, I'm fucking great. How the fuck are you? I'm like, this is, I was meant to be here. I feel like I am yes. living. <laughs> Right. Yes. We had a great time. It was so good. It was so good and so real. Right. I, that's what I yeah. just feel like we had just like a really good girlfriend, real conversation. It was so good. I read a little bit about this today, but I'd love for our ladies to understand the inspiration behind your podcast, Fuck Fear, and your personal journey with it. Remember, you know, you were you were in a, in a relationship and I think that yeah. kind of spurred this revelation for it you. Did. Yeah. So the podcast is essentially my second book reimagined into a podcast. I was planning on working on a second book and I still may, but I'm not very patient. So I didn't want to take the time <laughs> to sit and write and, and go through that process. I just felt like what I still needed to say, I, I needed a more immediate outlet to say what was still on my heart. So it was born from the gosh, 10 year, too long relationship that I was in with a narcissist. My first book is Married to a Narcissist, Enduring the Struggle, Finding You Again. And what we know and what I now know and what I knew then in the relationship about narcissists is one of the things they use to control you is fear. And you are not only psychologically abused, mentally abused, verbally abused, but all of those things, sort of the foundation for all of that abuse is fear. And so when I started thinking about just what I had gone through and realized how how hard it was to come out of it and sort of regain myself and my independence and my confidence again, I realized how much I was afraid to do whatever, to, to do something that I knew he didn't like or to go somewhere I knew he didn't like or make a decision for myself that I knew would upset him. And so I had to really work to come out of that. And so as I started thinking about just what 
fear was and what it had done to me, I also started thinking about my backgrounds in broadcast television. And so as a news reporter, I would talk to people all the time. And it was so interesting to me to see and to observe how fear affected people. And it was one of the things I was always so curious about is why fear keeps people from doing whatever. Fill in the blank. There are so many fears mm -hmm. out there that we have as adults and that we have as kids and things that we know as adults we need to do for ourselves to find a better way or a better life or a better circumstance that we just don't do. So I've always been curious about fear and I think more concentrated because of the relationship that I was in and because I suffered from being a victim to not just the narcissist, but what he projected onto me. And so I had a lot of fears just coming out of that, like wondering, will I be able to do this on my own? Will I be able to make it on my own? Well, what what's going to happen if I make a decision for myself that I know is going to upset him? Am I ready to deal with, you know, the come apart, his come apart, which, you know, that's one of the reasons I stayed silent for so long is because I was afraid of fill in the blank, whatever his reaction was going to be to a certain thing. So now that, that the podcast is is live, we're in season two, we talk about not just fear in relationships, but fear, so many fears, fear of changing careers, fear of speaking mm -hmm. out, fear of forgiving others, fear of forgiving yourself. And that was a huge one for me was forgiving myself. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. Yes. Pause. Everyone is asking me. I can feel the energy and they're not even yeah. listening yet. Everyone's mm. asking for you to pause right there. We're okay. going to need to know more about that. Fear of forgiving yourself. Ooh. Uh, do I have that? Do I? I I'm. You're gonna learn this. I'm a hypochondriac. So every time somebody says, <laughs> I'm like, do I have that? Is I must that have that. Like my brain goes. Through, yeah. Is it it me? Uh, my brain goes through like a checklist of like what what I think right? the symptoms of that might be. So can yeah. you extrapolate? Yes. That's a really big word. Fear of forgiving yourself is so huge in any toxic relationship because in the relationship you start to believe that so many things that happened in the relationship are your fault because the toxic person, whether it's a spouse or a partner or a boss or a friend or a family member, your parents, constantly tell you that things that have happened are your fault. And then you start to feel like when things fall apart, it's your fault. And so I have lived that way pretty much all of my life, even as a, as a child. I'm the oldest and oldest girl in my family. And so I always felt like so many things are my fault. So in the relationship with the narcissist, it was really easy for me to believe that when things didn't go his way or when things didn't go the way that he thought that they should, that it was my fault. So I had to do a lot of work and I'm still doing a lot of work of just forgiving myself and coming out of this mindset that things that have happened were my fault. And so it's it's hard to forgive yourself. And even as a parent or even as a friend, you take on so much. You take on so much of someone else's emotion. And people tend to project their own emotions onto you. And you take that on and you think things are your fault. And so self-forgiveness is so important and so huge and it does take a lot of time to get to that point of just forgiving yourself and and then after you forgive yourself not feeling guilty of whatever hold on i'm sorry you're this is amazing but i need to pause you <laughs> yes. and go deeper on this so the fear of forgiving yourself does it stem from 
being used to the certain way that you've been living, like how you're just kind of living in this normalized complacency with, you know, mediocre results in your life and you're scared of uplifting that and then what's next because you haven't been living a different life or can you talk to me a little bit more about where the fear actually brews from in that scenario yeah Yeah, I think it it comes from a lot of different things but really it starts with how you think about yourself and your own accomplishments and how you think about how confident you are in a particular situation. And so if you go into a situation with complete confidence, knowing that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, and when things don't go well, like not taking on the guilt of that or thinking that that there is guilt that that should be distributed in in some way. So it's going into a situation with confidence and and also optimism and it and then if it doesn't work out for whatever reason not taking on the burden of feeling like it's your fault that it didn't work out so it's a mindset that you have to really approach every situation and every relationship in your life with because if you don't and if you think that when things don't go well or even when they do go well but more i think more forgiveness comes in when you think that it that for some reason it's your fault when it doesn't go well i think just going in always with confidence knowing you did everything you possibly could to make it work and when it doesn't work it's okay and it's not your fault and then you can move on from that so i think it's just it's a it's a mindset and how you approach it do you think that the the fear of forgiving ourselves and and not maybe not even in the context of a relationship it could be with you know things that happened at work things that happened with family other you know other avenues of our lives do you think that that stems from people being scared to see what's on the other side of the status quo and that they've already they're used to these certain emotions running through their body they're used to a certain way of thinking and living and Maybe they're just nervous about making that jump and having to make these changes or what those changes are going to feel like. Yeah, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it because when you have been living a certain way, there's pattern and things are sort of, you know, there, there's normalcy and there is a, a certain consistency to the way that you've been living. And so to think about how to do something in a different way or to approach it in a different way is scary because it's something you've never tried before. And also, you know, I think a lot of it is fear of the unknown. People are afraid of the unknown because it's something they've never mm-hmm. experienced before. And so yeah. that can be scary, too. And so I think there I mean, there's so many facets to it. But yeah, fear of the unknown is a big one. And I think it's the reason that people don't try to do something in a different way, that they get in this, you know, I don't want to say OCD, but they expect things to be a certain way and they don't allow themselves any flexibility so that Mm -hmm. they can shift and they can adapt. And sometimes they're not good at adapting to a new situation because they're afraid, not because they can't, but just because they're afraid to, because they don't know how to be in that situation. They don't know how to go about it or they don't make, they don't know how to make decisions in that, you know, altered environment or that different environment. Okay. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, It's funny because you're right. Fear is such a complex emotion. They're 
can be so many motivating factors behind it. And I think to get to the root of fear and address it head on, you have to peel back the onion first, right? You have to yes. start to say, is it this? Ah, that doesn't bother me so much. All right, throwing that idea in the trash. Is it? Is it this? Is this what I'm scared of? Okay, you yeah. know, or what part of the overarching fear is tripping me up, you know? And right. it's... Yeah, it's funny. It's and, and I realized too when we talked on your podcast about my fears in doing reality TV that for me the the best way to combat fear truly is just to go through it like yep. as quickly as fucking possible. <laughs> yes. Just jump through the hoop, like run through the fire, whatever it is, and just do it. And it's like you come out the other side and you're like, that scared me. Like right. that shouldn't scary anymore. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's like when you start to, and this is one of the things that I, that I do when I feel afraid about whatever, I think about what am I really afraid of? And, and what's the worst that can happen if I just mm -hmm. went ahead and do it? So when you like start to really ask yourself that question and then answer the question and then think about, is this a narrative that I've created for myself or is this something that's actually true? And more times than not, it's something that's not even true. It's something you made up in your head. So for instance, if you like, we have, there's one episode, fear of the uncomfortable conversation. And mm -hmm. I experience this a lot because generally like my nature is not confrontational. I will, if I have to, and a bitch better watch out. <laughs> if I get to the point where I'm like confronting you, it's not my nature. So I have to really work at just getting through the fear of having the conversation and, and having the confrontation. Right. You know, what's funny about that is that I do that sometimes too. And yeah. then you have to talk yourself through the confrontation so many times. Then it's like, it's almost more confrontational when you right. say it because you yeah. mentally rehearse it. Okay. Yes, continue. Then, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And then you go into it with this idea where you expect to get the, the a certain response from someone. So it's like you created the story in your head and I do this where I create the story in my head of how I think the conversation is going to go and how the other person is going to res respond. And then you get into the conversation and it turns out nothing like that. And it turns out better than you expect. But in my head, I was afraid because I was afraid of how I thought it was going to go and how I thought the person was going to respond. And mm -hmm. so it's like, I just, you know, it's like you get into this just cycle where you just work yourself up. And then to the, po the point where you're just like, wait a minute, I am so scared to do this. And why am I so scared to do this? So if you just like take a few steps back and remove all the layers and really ask yourself, why am I afraid? And if you can answer that question, and if the answer to that question is, I don't know why I'm afraid and I should do it anyway, then you should just do it anyway. Because really it's like, the worst that could happen. Nobody died in the situation. <laughs> so just, right. you know, just really like, reframe the story in your head basically and create a, a new narrative for yourself that is not deciding how the situation is going to go because generally that's what people are afraid of they're afraid of how they think it's going to go not necessarily how it went that's really interesting what you're saying okay so the main point is reframe the narrative in your head and rewrite the story exactly. with a positive ending with the desired outcome exactly 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 Exactly. There's another episode of fear of the uncertain outcome. And, you know, sometimes situations are really hard. Their only way through a particular situation 
or the only way around a, a situation is through it. And so sometimes it's very painful to have to go through a situation and to feel that pain again. But it's important sometimes to feel that pain so that you can realize you're okay on the other end of it. If you can get through the experience, the pain or the fear of the pain and just get through it and realize you're okay, it helps you build confidence so that you can yeah. continue to do things that you are afraid of. You are less scared and more confident. And so if it's something that is really hard, you know, something that is going to take you two to three weeks or whatever the time frame is to get through it, just decide that you're going to go through it with complete confidence and you're going to go through it with less fear. And then when you're on the other side of it, you look back and think, oh my God, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I was afraid to do it because what, whatever, I was afraid of the outcome and it's okay. Whatever the outcome is, it's okay. You're still okay. You are still whole as a person. You still have your wits about you. You still have your mind. And on the other side of it, you are stronger and you are better for that situation and that experience that you have gone through, despite the fear. It's like, fuck the fear. <laughs> fear fuck is the fear. Right? Fear is, is not even real. You know what? It's not even real. It's but an illusion. It, but go exactly. on. I'm not interrupting you, queen. <laughs> no, but you're totally right. It's an illusion. One of the guests that I had on this season, she has this acronym for fear. F-E-A-R. False experience appearing real. Oh. False experience okay. appearing real. So basically it's we create this situation in our head. We mm -hmm. think that there is all this fear around it when actually it's not even real. We have worked ourselves up to this point in thinking that we're going to die or something, something bad is going to happen. Just go through the experience anyway. I had another guest on who was, um, she was a neuroscientist and she studied fear. She studied where in our brain fear lives. And she talked about a nurse, a COVID nurse. I don't know what hospital she was in, but she talked about how in the morgue, and I'm sorry to get morbid, but she talked about the fans, the refrigerators, the sound of the, the hum of the refrigerators going in the morgue. And she talked about how when that nurse went home, she couldn't stand the sound of that refrigerator, that the humming noise. And so she would unplug everything, everything that was plugged in and how she would unplug it so she wouldn't hear that noise. Well, that is a very deep fear. And that is a very painful experience where it cripples you and, and debilitates you where you can't do a particular thing. But no, like, so, so what she said she, they had to really work with that nurse and helping her get through that fear. And so she had to do a bunch of exercises. Basically, the first thing was plugging everything back in and realizing she was okay, right? The sound, the sound of something should not cause her to be crippled or should not debilitate her. So she had to really work through when she heard that sound, realizing that her fear was just false. She was okay. And she could still go through life and do everything she needed to do in life without having that fear of the sound of that, you know, the refrigerator noise humming. And, you know, that's a very deep fear. But I mean, there, there's so many that you could, you know, there's so many that, that we have that you could talk about. So I experienced a situation similar to that really where yeah where I my most recent this is gonna make me sound like I'm the worst fucking driver but my most recent car accident yeah. I like off-roaded essentially into a telephone pole I swear it was the alignment and not me but 
we will never know because the car is in a junkyard. Yeah. So the, but the point is, is I then didn't drive for like a year or two, right? Because I was living yeah. in New York City full time. And then I got back to Florida and I was like, well, baby girl's going to have to get behind the wheel again. So we're just going to have to move right. on through this fear, right? right? Yeah. But even, so at first I was like nervous, right? Like the first few times I drove, I would feel just like a lot of anxiety. I would have to remind myself to take some deep breaths, to breathe through it that there's not actually anything threatening at the current moment and then still randomly like maybe only for a split second now one time on a time that I'm driving and say I'm driving 10 or 20 minutes it would only happen once do I feel like this just shake it's like a jolt from my body that feels the fear it's not a thought that I'm having which uh, this can happen right because when you think a thought many many times times or, you know, it, it creates chemicals in your brain that are released into your body. And so your body memorizes some of these emotions. And it's like my body memorized the fear from me reliving that car accident. Yep. And sometimes it decides to fucking remind me, which is the most annoying thing ever. And I'm like, my brain doesn't even have that thought. What the fuck? Right. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. So the neuroscience that I talked to, Fear lives in our amygdala, in our brain. And so she Uh basically said you have to overwrite that memory, basically replacing that memory with something that's not fearful. So it's not necessarily replacing it with, okay, it didn't happen, but basically uh, reapproaching the memory with something that is not fearful. So it could be something positive or it could be just a happy memory that replaces that so that you can do that thing. You can get in the car again. You can get behind the wheel. You can walk into that building without, you know, being afraid that, you know, the car that went through the window before is not going to come through the window again. So it's like taking small steps to basically rewrite or overwrite that particular memory that caused that fear. I've had to do the same thing. Like when I would get emails from my ex, I would feel such anxiety just seeing his name pop up in my email or getting a text message. Yeah, so everyone right now is commiserating with you about that. Because I think, I mean, maybe not all of our exes were narcissistic assholes. However, we all feel that way when it's like, you're you're just moving over the, you know, moving past the person. And then it's like the email and it's like, you blocked that fucker on text. Okay, (laughs) seriously, but like you have PTSD and, you know, PTSD is a result of the fear, which is, you know, what the narcissist or the toxic person wanted to create in your life and, and wreak havoc so that they can remain in control of you and your life. So I've had to really work on when I see his name, I, I've gone through these steps. I'm okay. He doesn't live here. He can't hurt me or my children. And I'm okay. It's just his name. So I had to really, and, and there were even TV shows where I would hear, of course, his name not attached with him, but I would hear a character and that would say his name on TV or the radio. And I would get so fucking mad. I'm like, what the fuck? I would like turn the channel. Yes. And then I realized like doing that meant that he still had control, right? Like having that reaction means that that person or whatever that memory is still has control of you. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. fuck that. Like they don't have control or that, that particular incident doesn't have control over me. Not Katina and her Pina. (laughs) Exactly. So I had to really work on, okay, 
Is this real? No, it's not real. Why am I afraid? I don't even know. I don't even have to look at his fucking face anymore. I don't live with him anymore. And you know what? It's okay. Lots of people have that name. Lots of people are not toxic like he was. And you know what? In the end, you're okay. It's hard to work through that because you like your your brain remembers that particular thing and it has that particular memory. So it's like you just have to remind yourself that it is false evidence appearing real and what you're experiencing, it is painful, but you're okay. And it could be that what you have created in your head is not really real. I love everything that you're saying right now. This is like eye opening for me. And I've done a lot of work on facing my fears to just, you know, DJ in front of a thousand people or yeah. go on TV and, and deal with, yeah. you know, the haters. Right. And they come for you hard after yep. situations like that. But there's, you know, plenty of things that I have had to confront in myself and, you know, work on overcoming. So I just want to quantify for our ladies, what you said. So your advice, your top tips, and by the way, you're super knowledgeable on this. So very interesting for me. Thank you. It sounds like you're kind of like you shared basically a process that you go through. Yeah. So your top tips would be number one, just recognize that fear is only false experiences appearing real, right? So just Check yourself, right? Right. right. And then yes. you ask yourself, well, what is it that I'm truly afraid of, right? right? So you peel back the onion a little and try to kind of self-analyze to see where is this coming from? Right. And then you, you look at the odds, right? You play the mathematical game. You don't even have to be a mathematician. It's You're just <laughs> like what's the worst that can happen here, right? right. Like it could be uh, flying on a small plane, which is, is weirdly sometimes I get nervous about that, even though I do fly on yeah. small or other people's planes sometimes. But yeah. I'll be like, this is a one in a million odd. So it's just so unlikely this fear is unfounded, right? Right, right. And then you actually think like, are any of these thoughts true, right? So, you know, that's kind of the same thing. What's the worst that can happen? Is there a valid point in here? And then you just reframe the narrative. You write the story with a positive ending. Like, I've got this. We're going to land just fine. It's going to be a great trip. Or in your situation with the ex, it's just his name. I am okay. Nothing he says affects me. We're good, babe. That's right. You just would tell yourself uh, a new story about the situation. Yeah. And, you know, to stepping into and 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 this can happen every single time. You don't have to do this one time. And it's not just a, a one and done stepping into your own power and realizing you have your own power. And one individual who is like a fucked up individual or the situation is fucked up does not reflect negatively on you. You are your own person and you have your own strength and confidence and and be empowered by your own confidence and getting through each fear, like I mentioned before, builds more confidence. But stepping into your own power every single day. We have these candles. We're selling these candles in the shop, in in, uh, the podcast shop. They say, fuck fear. And it's like, in the morning, I light a candle. I'm like, whatever I have to do today, fuck fear. I'm going in it with confidence. So every day and every moment, with, with whatever you have to do in your day, stepping into your own power as you're rewriting that narrative, stepping into it and realizing I am a badass. I can do this. I have done hard things and I can continue to do hard things. Hard things are not going to cripple me. 
And so that helps you get through each each of those experiences where you either have a little bit of anxiety and or fear or a combination of both those things. I think what you're saying is super, super impactful there. So I also want to reiterate that. It's that the key to fearlessness is actually just moving straight through the fear, continuing to do shit that scares you, right? Stepping into your power around that because every time we move past and and through into, right? Into and through, behind, through the fear, Every single time, it builds our confidence. It builds our faith and our ability to move past the fear again and to confront it and fucking own it. That's right. That's right. There we go. A friend of mine's boyfriend quit his job recently. And he had been needing to do it for a very long time. And he was like, the only reason he didn't do it because he was scared of all the things, what his boss was going to say, how his boss was going to react, how he was going to try to keep him in, you know, the very toxic environment. And we've all had jobs where the environment is so fucking toxic. We can't even stand and we cry before we go into work. I've had so many jobs like that. Anyway, he need, he really needed to quit for a long time and he needed to just quit. Not that he had something else lined up. He needed to get out of that situation. And so he said to me, you know, I, I remembered what you said about fuck fear, but before I sent in my resignation, he was like, both me and my girlfriend said to each other, fuck fear, fuck fear, fuck fear. And then he hit send on his resignation oh, email. I was like, yes, yes. And then after he did it, he felt so liberated. So like that is the that is the goal and objective is to free yourself from whatever it is, a toxic environment, the toxic relationship and feel more liberated so that you can be at more peace and have more peace in your life and have experience more freedom freedom in your life. That's the whole goal of saying, fuck you to fear. Like fear is so crippling and it's so crazy that we allow this thing that's not even tangible to control us in such a deep and impactful way. So when you can just say fuck fear and then do it and then feel how free you are on the other end of it, it's just, it's a feeling you can't even describe. You just see it on somebody's face and in their whole demeanor. You see it in their body language, right? It's just, it's amazing. It's so freeing. You're awesome, Katina. <laughs> I feel so inspired to go just oh do something God. else that I'm fucking what? scared of. I don't even know what that what? is right now because I have confronted <laughs> a lot of things in this fucking pandemic that right. I was nervous about. Um, but but I'm gonna find something. I, like when we get off this podcast, I'm gonna find something else. Maybe that wigs me the fuck shit. out, and I am gonna yes. put it on my calendar. Yes, do some shit that you're scared of. Like you know what, Nicole? The thing is. We have this one life to live, right? We have this one life. And sometimes we get second chances and we get a do-over. But many times we don't get a do-over. We have that one chance. Like you on the reality show, you had that one chance to make a name and to do the thing, right? Even though you were scared. We have this one chance. And I, you know, when my mom passed away a few years ago, I... I had been on this quest to just do as much as I possibly can in life. And then it just like when she passed away, I just got even more energy and re-energized to do everything that, that I possibly could in life. Because why not? You have this life. You have this heart that's constantly beating. You have this energy. 
why not do all the things that you can in life and leave nothing on the table? Say the fucking thing that you need to say. Get it off your chest. Do the thing you need to do so you can say, I accomplished this. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't because you have this one life to live and why not do all the things that you possibly can with no regrets and no guilt and no fear to just fucking do it. Girl, you're going to have me preaching over here. inspired i'm like envisioning you up on a podium i'm like are we doing a conference together i'm like i need to introduce her to jason pfeiffer from entrepreneur because i think like you and him need to do some type of collab here like he loves to talk about this so you two would just like an episode would be like mini mind explosions uh between the two of you so you're just you are a fearless queen on a mission to help other women take back their thrones and i just i'm sure that i'm speaking for all of us when I say we love you. We oh, love you. Thank you. I love you guys. Oh. Everybody. <laughs> love and fear in the same episode. Who am I? Yes. <laughs> Katina, yes. this has been amazing. Will you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can get a fuck fear candle, connect, Instagram, give yes. us everything. Yes. All right. So first, go to my website, Katenia.com. It's spelled C-A-T-E-N-Y-A.com. Everything is there. Past episodes. You can shop all of our merch in the shop. Get a fuck fair candle. Get a baseball cap that says Brave. Yeah. All the merch is there. And we also have resources for people who are in toxic relationships to um, know how to get out of them. So everything is there. I'm also on Instagram at Katenia. On Facebook, although I'm not on Facebook as much as I used to be, but I'm also on Twitter, but mainly you can find me on Instagram. And then if you go to my website, sign up for the newsletter so you can get all of our stuff. And we have discounts to the shop that you can take advantage of if you're on the newsletter. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter as well. But continue.com is the first place to start. I love that. You are such a broadcast journalist there because I would have never remembered to say all of that. And I'm just very impressed by everything about you. You're oh, amazing. Thank you, girl. Thank, thank you so you. much. This was such a wealth of knowledge that people will be able to implement into their life today that you shared. And so I, we are so, so grateful. Thank, oh, you, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been so good. I hope we stay in touch, seriously, because you are just a beautiful spirit. I love talking to you. I think Aww. we have such a good, you know, we have good banter and good connections. So I hope this is not the end. This has been so good. I can promise you it won't be. Yay! <laughs> All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars, maybe share it with a girl who needs to hear this advice today. We'd be oh so grateful if you had time to leave a little review too. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Big Queen Energy Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the AM to Big Queen Energy, supporting you on your journey to fearless creation. 